tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Guys, here we go. It is another episode of the Midlife Mail Podcast. Greg Scheinman here with you today. Thank you so much once again for joining me on the pod. I really appreciate it. Guys, if you like what you hear, please give us that five-star review. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family, help us keep the Midlife Mail movement growing. It is my passion, my mission to help men navigate middle age to achieve a better quality of life. We are touching on fitness. We are touching on family. We are touching on finance. We are touching on food. We're even touching a little bit on fashion here, philanthropy, all of those areas that help to make the balanced man. Um, One thing I'm also really stoked about is, yeah, we get into the why on the show, but most importantly, we also dig into the how, how these men have gotten where they are, their road and path to success, achievement, accomplishment, the successes and failures, life lessons and journey that they've all been on. So I'm grateful to everybody that has been a guest on the show. I have learned a tremendous amount and it has helped me. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to bring these stories to each and every one of you and to watch those numbers grow and to receive the feedback and hear from everybody. It means a lot. Uh, And I hope you just enjoy what we're doing here. You can also visit gregscheinman.com. You can subscribe to the podcast and my weekly newsletter there. Follow me on Instagram at Greg Scheinman. I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, This week, super excited. I've got Robert Tuckman on the show with me. Rob uh, is an entrepreneur in the sports and entertainment industry. He has started, built, and sold two businesses. The first one, Tuckman Sports Enterprises, was founded in 1997 as an innovator in the business of offering exclusive experiences to attend major sporting and entertainment events. It was later sold to the private equity firm, I don't even know how to pronounce this, I'm going to try, Fingston Partners uh, in 2006. It also became part of a business that was acquired by William Morris Endeavor in 2019. I'm going to touch on that. Really want his take um, as somebody who's been in the business of attending major sporting events and in the environment we're currently in. Uh, second business, Goviva, founded in 2011 as a bucket list experience company based around culinary sports and lifestyle themes. He sold this to Creative Artist Agency in 2015. He has been quoted as a leading authority in the sports business by publications including USA Today, The New York Times, and Business Week. And he is currently the host of one of my favorite podcasts, Entrepreneur Magazine's How Success Happens. Tune into that. Give him a follow. Robert's great. And I also want to shout out to Doug Cohn, one of my closest friends for this introduction and helping to make this happen. 
Thanks, Doug. I appreciate it very, very much. So enough me. Let's get more Robert Tuckman on the Midwife Mail podcast. Here we go. I am so happy to have you here. Thanks so much, buddy. I appreciate it. Oh, man. Anytime. Thanks for having me, Greg. Well, I told you, um, we kind of suckered you in on the INS Group 1 for 10 series where I told you one question, 10 minutes, not going to be enough for yeah. you know, all that you have to offer. Um, so I, yeah, I appreciate you having you back. Sorry, I, I, now I'm stepping over you because I'm a podcast host and I should know better. Uh, <laughs> I was saying that's your uh, drug dealing methods, right? You, you get them hooked on the, te- on the 1 for 10 and then you bring them in for the big podcast. Yup, absolutely. So, so you just said, I'm going to go there right away. You're a podcast host yourself, you know, an amazing podcast for Entrepreneur Magazine, uh, How Success Happens. Tell me how that happened for you, you know, and, and why you wanted to do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it happened uh, about a year ago. Um, I was leaving uh, CAA, uh, and, um, where I was working and I was really trying to figure out what my next steps were. And, um, a friend of mine, a guy named Bill Shaw, who runs entrepreneur, uh, I was speaking with, and I was telling him I was going to do a podcast and, and, um, he was saying how they have this great show, how success happens and it does really well. And they've never had one host. And, um, and I was like, you know what? I would love to do it. And I think Bill thought, I'd do a few episodes and like then I'd be like, ah, I'm done with this. But I totally fell in love with the medium. I fell in love with podcasting. I had such incredible, I'm having such incredible learning uh, sessions with these incredible entrepreneurs. And um, it's just been so fantastic. That's that's awesome. I, I could not agree more that kind of the notion behind having these conversations and quite frankly, getting amazing men like yourself to even say yes and agree to come on. You know, it's, it's like this weekly kind of MBA program. I feel like I'm getting, you know, this, this MBA in life and achievement and accomplishment and, you know, that helps so much with, you know, navigating my own life or trying to navigate my own life with these different ways that guys have, have done it. Um, how do you prepare for the show? Like, what are you looking for? Um, so right now, I mean, preparing for the show, it, at first it was, um, you know, I was trying to find entrepreneurs that, you know, I've always admired or I, I thought, you know, had interesting stories. And it wasn't always about, you know, I mean, we have a lot of incredible people on the show. Uh, this week's show is Arthur Blank, the guy who co-founded Home Depot and, you know, some of the other episodes could be someone, you know, one, one, one thing, one, one person um, I'm thinking of is uh, uh, an interview I did with the woman that uh, started FanDuel and Les uh, mm-hmm. Eccles and like how it was a crazy story where she created this, built this with her husband, Nigel. And, and then at the end of the day, they kind of got pushed out, never really made a dime on, on the entire thing. And today, you know, that business is a multi-billion dollar business. So it's, it's kind of these stories of uh, really trying to find stories of people who overcome stuff. And I found that, you know, the funny thing was I was looking for that, but I found with every single entrepreneur, they've all had to overcome huge obstacles. Never, nothing was ever 
Easy Street, and um, and it's it's just been so, such a great reminder and reassurance to hear those stories, especially someone like myself who's you know going to be starting up a couple businesses. You you always want to know that it's you're not alone, and 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 what you're going through. A lot of entrepreneurs, and even some of the most successful uh, in the world, like an Arthur Blank, have gone through the same exact thing. So that that's been that's been a great um, understanding. Yeah. There's a lot of you know, talk posts, you know, that are around um, about, you know, why, you know, finding your why, why people do things or why men are, are doing things. Um, and I certainly think that, it, that it's important and it's come up in a lot of discussions, but I'm also really fixated lately on the how. Like, I feel like I understand the why, you know, people may want to start businesses, you know, or do certain things, but what's interesting. And I've, I've want to get your take on is the steps, how, you know, you go about doing it. So you've had success as an entrepreneur. You've talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs. You now mentioned you're going to start another couple of, of businesses. Will you talk to me a little bit about you know, kind of your, your, why you want to do it? But then the how, like the steps that you're taking to get them launched. So I'm going to understand how your mind works. Yeah, I think, you know, the why, you know, a lot of people know the why, right? And, and I think what the issue is, is a lot of people, and this again is just from what I've learned from talking to all these entrepreneurs, a lot of people don't take that leap and they don't go forward because they don't know how. And I really think there isn't a how. If you sit there and you try and construct the perfect business plan and you try and formulate you know, uh, a way that you're going to achieve a successful business you know, in, 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 in all these detailed steps, it's not going to, you know, it doesn't work like that. I think the how is you need a basis of a plan and what you're going to do and how you're going to go about it. And there's simple operational things like you need to incorporate and, you know, X, Y, and Z. But it's really about, you know, for me and how I've always focused is what is the product? What is the product I'm creating? First, you know, you go through the why. I've always done things because I'm passionate about them. And, and then I, I build the business and then I, I figure, what is, what's the product? What do other people want from this product? And then how am I going to sell it? Because if you have a product and you drive revenue, at least for my businesses, um, you know, I, I haven't been one who's really gone out a ton and raised capital and built businesses mm-hmm. that are just trying to attract eyeballs. I've always tried to build businesses that were profitable from the start. And if I know how I'm going to drive revenue, everything else falls into place, right? Developing and growing with you, whether it's a sales team, a marketing team, an event team. I've always done it kind of step by step. If you drive revenue, you can afford, you know, to pay someone, uh, you know, to be uh, a back-end uh, marketer or execution person for you. And, and that's how I've always really tried to build my businesses. Mm-hmm. Did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Like that you were go- wanted to work for yourself and take these ideas to execution? Or was it after you know, other experiences, maybe working in other organizations and being part of of other types of companies that you said, you know, maybe this isn't for me. Um, no, you know, I, I'd never, it's funny. My father was an entrepreneur. He had his own business, a uh, small, you know, two man shop with uh, my uncle and they, they um, were in the trimmings garment 
business. And um, I always, you know, it wasn't my thing, nor was it his passion. But again, he was just, you know, came from humble means and was trying to make a living. And um, I, but I, but I saw from him just what it was like to run your own business to, you know, to, to do that. But for me, funny enough, you know, I went to uh, college, uh, Boston University, I really wanted to become a a sports reporter, um, you know, at that time, whether it was a journalist or a broadcast journalist. And mm-hmm. um, that was my first goal. And the the issue was there was so such a small amount of jobs in that area at the time, right? It was like ESPN was really, you know, just kind of really, really expanding at that point. There wasn't, aside from your local sports reporter, it was nothing like today. So it was very difficult to land a job. I tried everything. I mean, knocked on every door and I ended up um, taking a job just to pay bills on Wall Street for literally six months, realized I just wasn't me. Life's too short to do something that you really hate. And I kept reading about people in sports, finally read about a woman who had a sports promotion company out in Chicago, actually read about her coincidentally, an entrepreneur magazine. Funny now, I host a podcast for entrepreneur. Um, But I'd read about her, kept calling her. And finally, she gave me this job to sell sports promotions. And I was, you know, it was a commission job working out of my home, which at the time wasn't very fashionable, Um, especially if you're like 23 years old, then you really like (laughs) and meet people. And um, but anyway, I, I, what happened was I, I just loved working in sports. It was the second best thing maybe at the time to being a sports brand. Well, it was the third best thing. I always wanted to be a professional um, sports, you know, an athlete, a baseball player. That obviously did not happen, although I still love to play softball. Um, but in any case, it was the third best thing to be working in sports. And I think what happened there was soon enough, you know, I didn't, wasn't getting a ton of support, you know, from them. Again, I was working out of my house and, um, and I was totally, you know, kind of doing my own real, my own little independent business, although they were the back end. And it was at that point I went to them and I had these big ideas. I wanted to expand. They really didn't want to go that route. And that's when I just said, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to give this a shot. And again, I was 24 so I didn't have a lot of pressures of family. You know, people say, oh, isn't that hard? And if I didn't make it, I could always get a job somewhere else. And, and that's really how I, I first became an entrepreneur. Yep. I want to turn the tables a, a little bit on, you know, at 24, because you, you just mentioned this, which is great. At 24, no family obligations, kind of the mindset of, hey, I could try this. I can fail. I'll always be able to, you know, I'm capable. I can get another job, you know? And I and I believe that too, the capable people can always get another another job. I mean, the hardest thing in business seems to be, you know, in scaling one is always finding good people. You know, if you're a good, capable person, great. We'll, we'll, find, a, we'll find a good job, you know, for you. But how has that changed for you now, you know, where you are in life at your age, at your stage, um, choices, the decision-making process to launch these new businesses? What do you factor in? Is, you know, financial, is it quality of life? You know, like what's the risk reward, you know, kind of quantify your decision process? That's a great question. And I think a lot goes into it. I'm such at a different point in life and you know, have a family now with a wife and children. And it's so, it's not just me, right? It's not just me, but I'm also not at a, a stage where um, it's survival, right? At that point, it was, I could do anything. I could sleep on the couch. You know, I could, 
you know, I could, I'll make ends meet, right. Just to launch my dream. Now you're, you know, there's much more important things like children and family and, and taking care of them. And so the decisions are much different. And I, I really feel for me, it's almost harder to take a risk at this phase. The, the fortunate thing and unfortunate thing for me is that I'm not really a corporate guy, right? And, and it's not like mm-hmm. people are coming at me and saying, hey, take this cushy job. And nor do I think it would ever fit with me or my personality. And I've also learned that, you know, happiness or success, uh, and it's another thing I've learned, it's, a, it, it's not just business success. Um, you know, it, it's, it's about family, success there, and success with friendships and, and personal uh, passions and pursuits. And I really learned that now. I, I kind of weigh everything. And, and it's funny, though. You know, I still want these new businesses to be successful, and, and I need them to be successful, you know, obviously, to pay bills and do a lot of other things that I'd like to be able to do. So there's pressure. Um, but I've also realized, you know, there's other ways to achieve happiness and success. Um, so it's, it's definitely a much different mindset than when I was 24. Yep. Are these businesses and, and tell me if you don't want to talk about them at all, the ones that you're getting ready to launch, but I want to talk a little bit about, you've mentioned the word passion a couple of times too. Um, you know, passion and, and business. How do you feel about kind of combining your passions, you know, with, with business, or is it a little bit, Hey, like I love health and fitness. Okay. Um, and working out, but do I want to be in the health and fitness business? You know, like, does it take like some places are my enjoyment, you know? And, uh, and it's like, how, how do you, see that or, okay, I'm going into this business. This is a good business. It's going to make money and it's going to actually fund, you know, my passion. So I can go do that Ironman or go paddle boarding, you know, (laughs) for, for two weeks. Yeah, no, I'm like you. I mean, and it's interesting because sometimes, like you said, doing these activities that I love, I've always loved sports. I've loved playing sports, watching sports. I mean, I just always, my first thing I want to do is be in sports. And, and there's some, there's drawbacks you end up realizing because you may have rooted for a team and all of a sudden you're dealing with that team and they're just a bunch of assholes. And you, you, don't wanna, you know, you, you, you're like, oh man, this really ruins it now. Like I'm going to root for them. And fortunately that hasn't really happened to me. I've actually, you know, I'm a big Jets fan. And over the years I've had good relationships with the Jets. And, um, I used to do even for my first business, their, their, um, their fantasy jetaways where we would do travel for the team to different locations and destinations. And, and it was always a good relationship and I still have friends there. Um, but you know, it was also hard too, because, and not that I ever had to really worry about this except for back in 1998, and I guess, I guess in the last, they went to the AFC championship game in 09 and 10, if they had won, I knew I was going to lose a ton of money because we used to do these Super Bowl trips and experiences. And um, if they won, there's a big demand, the New York market, they haven't been there in years. And it would cost us a lot more, we probably would have trouble getting tickets. It's it's a intricacy of the business I used to be in. Um, so it was very hard, but I, I would always root for my ch- my passion and want them to win. The money was secondary. Um, at that point, at least. Um, so it, it's weird. It, it, it can make you conflicted. And a lot of people like to keep their passions. I've always been one to just, you know what, if I'm going to wake up every day and have to do something, I really got to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect, perfect sense on that. Uh, shifting gears a little bit here. 
middle age, midlife, you know? Um, I'm 47. How old are you now? Can I ask you that? Uh, sure. 49. 49. Okay. So we're, we're right there. I'll be 40, 48 in December, you know, also. Uh, how is this phase of your life? Did you experience kind of any sort of midlife crisis? Do you believe that that's even a real thing? You know, how do you, how have you approached kind of your forties? Uh, if it's even middle age, I don't even know anymore. Yeah, you know, it's great. I mean, like you, and I know you love to exercise and work out and, and it's so awesome. I'm super similar. I've been fortunate enough to work out and, and properly, I think with taking care of, you know, my body, meaning by stretching and, and I've been able to continue to play sports. You know, I, I still, as I said, played, well, I was playing basketball up until COVID twice a week and still played softball this summer twice a week. And I'm, you know, mountain biking and a lot like, and it's only because I think at this stage that I really made sure to, you know, take care of myself in, in that respect and exercising and, and, and that's been a blessing. So, but at the same time, I totally, I mean, I had a, I, I think at the start of COVID back in, you know, I'm just launching these business. I was just getting going and, and they haven't been public yet. They will be soon. But like, at that point, like I was going through some real tough times with being isolated, you know, figuring out what I was going to do, even after having some success, a little bit of success in the past, like it was a really, really difficult time for me. And, um, and I got over it by, you know, meditating and exercising and, and really most importantly, doing the, the podcast and taking one, one step each day forward at a time. And now I'm in a much better frame of mind where I am with that and, and feel much more productive. Um, I still have to launch the businesses and that's a little scary, but, but for sure, like I had, I had that, I think my real midlife crisis for like, a you know, a bunch of months, uh, earlier this year. And, you know, I think it was the anxiety and the stress of COVID and the isolation that just sped that up. And, you know, I'm hoping I'm in a better place now, but you know, life a lot of times is really difficult and decisions are difficult and, you know, I've learned that you're never going to have a perfect scenario, um, you know, and, and, and I'm going to deal with that or try mm. to. You mentioned bringing meditation into this. Um, did you seek that out? Was that recommended to you? Did you start, I mean, your process, like I do a lot of, I need a lot of help, I guess, you know, like, okay, <laughs> whatever I can, wherever I can get help, you know, breathe, relax, yeah. deal with stress, deal with anxiety, all the things that we have going on, things that I have to do before I even will return a client call, you know, which we know who's going to be on the other end of the phone, yeah. all, all of those things, you know, there, um, and I, I kind of geek out on this too. Like, what are the techniques? Okay. On, you know, is it, ice and heat and contrast therapy? Should I be meditating every morning? Do I even know what that means? You know, like <laughs> how, how did you get into meditation or what style of it, you know, or did you try other things and say, this works, this doesn't work? I just, I love that shit. Uh, yeah, me too. I mean, and like you, for me to get to like base zero and like feel like ground zero kind of for myself and feel like myself, it takes exercise each day. It takes at least 10 to 20 minutes of meditation. And then I like to try and do one in the morning and then one in the afternoon, 
where my mind's just not right. And I've always been a, an anxious person. Like I've got a lot of energy and anxious energy and it's great. But if I don't control that, it doesn't come out properly where I can put that energy towards things like work or my family. And, um, and I've really always, I mean, I've always practiced with varying degrees, some type of, of meditation. Um, and it, it either is, um, you know, kind of the breathing meditation, which always seems to really work. I've been doing that lately over the past, you know, three to six months. And, or it might be, you know, some guided meditations, um, which help with self-esteem or help with getting over certain, uh, issues in your life. And, and I love, you know, also the cognitive end of it, cognitive therapy and guided cognitive talks. But I'm like you, I mean, I've always had an interest in this just because, it, I, I've seen how much it's helped me survive life and get through life. And I could never imagine where I'd be without it. Uh, I'd be, a, I mean, I'm kind of a mess, but I would be a total mess uh, if I didn't do those things. Yeah. Are you a, are you a routine person? Like, do you put things like your workouts, your meditation you know, on, on the calendar? Do you have certain, you know, rules or things that are rigid, you know, that you, that you follow? Yeah, I do. I think that I have not what I call non-negotiables that no matter what I'm doing that on that day. And one of them is exercising and the other is at least a 10 minute meditation. Those are two non-negotiables that no, regardless of what my day looks like, whatever it might be, I'm going to do those. And you know, for working out, um, I tend, I, I mean, I, I take a break. Uh, I work out with a trainer and she always kills me because I'm 49 and it's like, dude, you have to take a break or your body's not going to grow or heal properly. And, um, you know, but, but most every day uh, I'm doing those two things. And again, I do it because I, I just need it to really function the way I'd like to function and the way I'd like to feel. Um, and then also spending time with my children, at least, you know, QT it might not be, you know, quantity, of course, because we're all busy and they're busy and, uh, but try and spend at least some quality time with them each day. And I think those things, everything else, then I build, I build around that. And, you know, I, I do those at certain times and they're always on the calendar. Yep. Do you have kind of a like inner circle, you know, when you're looking at forming these, these businesses, uh, do you put a team together? Do you bounce it off a couple of people or are you at the place like, Hey, I, I kind of want to do this, you know, as much on my own, you know, are you a delegator? Do you, uh, you need I, a table full of people or are you just like, no, I can just sit here with my laptop and I'm launching the fucking yeah, business. Myself. I, need, I totally need people. I love having people and partners in the past and, I love to be able to, um, you know, work with a team. And then that's, I mean, for me, that's always been so important. And it just gives you energy and courage too. And, and uh, I've always been better. You know, there's so many people have so many better ideas than me or know, you know, my old business partner uh, who I built a couple of business with, he was great at the operation end of things. I mean, he's great at a lot of things, but like logistics and like, Without that, I never would have been successful. I, you know, I can't 
I really admire those people who go out and they build these businesses on their own. It's really amazing how they're able to do that in a lot of ways. Um, so I've always liked to share with other people and do things with other people. Are there kind of lines within business that you draw? You go, okay, I know my, like, this is the side of the business I want to be on. You know, there are certain areas I'm really cool with relinquishing control, you know, or delegating. And there are certain areas where, you know, no, like this is, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I love the most. Like, do you, do you draw that any kind of line, you know, there and say, okay, whatever I'm doing, like these are the areas I'm not giving up. Like I'm not going to let this business suck me into operations because I'm not an operations guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm very, I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm terrible at and um, good at, I'm be- much better in terms of um, communicating and big picture and, you know, building culture, uh, motivating employees and, and others. And, and really that's always been my, my, biggest strength. I think now I I kind of understand that I've never been able to like really realize that and just, and I've learned as business from talking to so many people in business, how important some of those things are. And then there's things that are really important too, that I am just terrible at. And and some of the things I spoke about, whether it's operations, logistics, figuring out how to get to, to point A to point B. But once that's figured out, I'm very good at running with that and, and making that, you know, a success. Mm. Who do you want on your show next? Like who's the, who's on the wish list? In terms of the show? Yeah. Oh, so, um, wow. There's, there's so many, you know, I've, I've always, um, uh, thought of a bunch of people who would be incredible. And like I, I said, I was, Arthur Blank was one of them who I'm like, wow, he, he actually came on the show which I'm super psyched about. I would love to get Robert Kraft on the show, who Arthur Blank is pretty close with. So I was going to ask him if you know he'd be willing to introduce me um, just because I'm a diehard Jets fan, but I respect so much what Robert Kraft has done in New England for that franchise and a lot of his other initiatives and just how he's run it so successfully. Uh, I love people who you know, are, are um, self-made, so to speak. Uh, so he he would certainly, funny enough, um, be on there. In fact, I was supposed to interview uh, the head of TB12, which is Tom Brady's organization. I would love to get Tom Brady as well. Um, I was going to interview the president. Um, this was all before COVID. And then, you know, a lot of this I'm, I'm now following up. We've got a ton of um, podcasts uh, already in the bank, as you know, uh, that I've that I've done over the past several weeks. But I think moving forward, you know, I, I really love the people who've achieved success in sports and, and wellness just because those are those are big areas of interest for me. Yeah. What's the mix also? I mean, you get some really high profile guests. Um so there's there's two things. One, you know, what's What's the mix that you go for? If you do, you know, I found even doing this, there's some, some high profile guests that come on and, you know, and they're awesome. They're, they're great, but they've done a lot of shows, you know, also, you know, people have heard from them sometimes. Um, and then they're and, great. <laughs> every, everybody's heard from, you are the high profile guest. Can't, can't aim any higher. This is the high profile. This is it right here. From, <laughs> so, Funny. But the, the, the point, you know, where I, where I go with this is that, you know, everybody's got a story. You know, there are so many great, 
great entrepreneurs, um, even not entrepreneurs, just just guys, you know, that are out there that are putting it together, that are living good lives. You know, they're not maybe in the public eye, okay, but they're balancing again the family, the fitness, everything. Are you looking, or do you kind of mix for some of those and go, you know, this guy's got a really interesting story. You know, he didn't launch the company, but look at what this guy's done. I think, I think men need to to hear some of that too. In that. There's just a lot of noise of always, you know, quit the job, start the company, follow your passion, all these other things. But there's like a big portion of of men that are just doing really good work for good people every day. Yeah, there's there's so many incredible stories I come across and people and, you know, I try and pick the ones that um, are going to resonate. I think, you know, at the end of the day, we're telling stories or people are telling their story like you said, everyone's got a story and some who you may never know have these incredible stories. And it's a tricky balance because you love to interview those folks and you want to make their stories public, but then you have a big name and you know that, oh, wow, people are going to tune in because it's a big name. And you know maybe that's going to help my show get um, a bigger audience, right? So, uh, and of course they I like to find those people who also have a great story, right? So that's mm-hmm. an amazing thing. But there are so many people and people I've interviewed that um, that uh, are basically, you know, maybe not household names. Like I talked to you about, like Leslie Eccles, the FanDuel person. But yeah. what an amazing story. How amazing is that this woman, after building a business like that, not really getting compensated for it, goes out, gets off the mat and starts another business. Like to me, that, that to me is what true success is. Yep. Okay. I, I got to be cognizant of your time here too, but you mentioned kind of also wrapping up that interview, you know, with Arthur Blank, asked you kind of who you want on the show. You know, Robert Kraft will be a dream thing. And you immediately kind of went to, well, I could ask Arthur, you know, <laughs> to connect me, you know, with, with Robert. I'd love to talk to you a little bit and hear your thoughts on networking. You know, the ability and confidence to ask for that meeting or ask for that connection, you know, and also being told no, like how many people you reach out to, um, that say, you know, they don't respond or they're not going to want to come on the show for what, for whatever reason. And in business and in life, you know, what's often overlooked is, you know, how many no's you need to go through in order to get a yes, you know? I tell you how many no's I've gone through in my life. I mean, my whole businesses were built on cold calling and getting hung up on and people telling me, you know, don't bother them. And I, and, and you know what, I'll tell you from what I've learned on my show, interviewing all these successful people, persistence to me is the number one key for a successful entrepreneur, hands down. It's not idea. It's not, you know, access to dollars. It's not it, 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 everything that I've found from interviewing these people goes back to being persistent, having to overcome something and having to overcome a lot of things. Usually those are the people I find who, who end up being successful. Awesome. Well, I really, really appreciate your time, Robert. It's a, it's a perfect way to kind of close this out. Yeah, Persistence, the- perseverance, you know, the purpose, process, and payoff to this whole thing. Your content and podcast is amazing. Um, and I really appreciate everything you're doing and putting out there. And 
thanks thanks for giving me the time. Really, this has been super cool. It's always good catching up with you, Greg. I appreciate bringing me on. I love the show, um, and I, I love all the other things you're doing, especially in the health and wellness space. It's really inspiring, and um, I hope to talk to you soon or see you soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. Robert Tuckman, Midlife Mail Podcast. Go find him at Instagram, Entrepreneurs Podcast. Uh, where, where can we find it? Just so I wrap this up, make sure everyone gets to you in the right place. Um, at, on Instagram, it's at Tuck Tuck Goose. Uh, that's uh, like my last name, T-U-C-H-T-U-C-H, Goose. And then at Robert Tuckman, Twitter. And and really the show is what you probably want more than that. Is uh, It's called How Success Happens. Uh, you can get it anywhere, Apple, Spotify. Um, and I'd love for you to tune in and listen. And hopefully you could learn as much as I've been learning. Awesome. Guys, go out and do it. You're going to gain a lot from it. I certainly have. Robert, thank you so much. Best of luck with the new endeavors. I'm sure they're going to be super, super successful. And I can't wait to, to hear and learn more all about it. Have a great day. Take care.